0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Mind Body Greens beauty podcast, Clean Beauty School. I am your host and beauty director, Alexandra Ingler. Today, we are talking about the gut-skin connection, especially in regards to inflammation. Listen, if there is one thing we know to be true about skin health, it is that excessive inflammation is to be avoided at all costs. Inflammation can wreak havoc on the skin and plays a role in basically every single skincare woe and condition. It's the reason behind acne, both those big angry pimples and even the small blackheads. It contributes to sagging, fine lines, sallowness. It's why skin can appear dull and worn out. And a lot of things can contribute to your skin being in an inflamed state. There's external reasons like pollution or UV exposure. Or you can also trigger inflammation with too many harsh topicals. Internally, stress and lack of sleep can also cause inflammation. And of course, diet, which is the subject of today's episode. Diet plays a huge role in managing inflammation. And to help us understand how this works, what you can do to help your body deal with inflammation and how to get that glow from the inside out i reached out to kelly ann petrucci she's a naturopathic doctor who specializes
1: in nutrition kelly ann welcome oh i'm so happy to be here like you guys have been my long standing friends over at mind body green so it's a pleasure
0: i am so excited to have this conversation you are such an expert in this area And obviously you have beautiful skin, so I want to know everything that you do personally just so I can replicate it. But you know, today we are talking about the gut-skin connection and how you can fuel your body with food and how you can fuel your skin with food. And I'm so excited to get into the nitty-gritty of all of that. But first, I would just love our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. Can you just go ahead
1: and introduce yourself, you know, your career and your journey Sure. So even though, you know, I'm a barber's daughter, my father was a barber. So it's not like medicine is in my genes, but even when I was a little girl, my two obsessions were always health and investigative reporting. So it's, it's in my genes to really understand the under underpinnings that create health and the underpinnings that create sickness. So it's always been a big desire, something, you know, my friends would read, bridal magazines, Cosmo, when I was always reading Diabetes Journal with, you know, Mary Tyler Moore on the cover. So it's always been something that's been important to me. And as my studies pursued on, I ended up studying a lot of European medicine and studying Swiss medicine, which really created a lot of points of differentiation that other doctors or practitioners hadn't yet examined and i also studied a lot of primal nutrition so primal nutrition and that's how i got into paleo by the way primal nutrition is understanding how genetics work for us or against us and really studying history studying different bands and what they did in time and how that period of time affected our genes and what it means to us now so i've always been very interested in global medicine, historical medicine, nutrition, foods, and how it affects us and what we need to know. That's where the investigative reporting comes in. So after I did all these studies, studied European medicine and had all of this, you know, all of this time to really assess patients and put together algorithms and themes, it became really clear to me that I need to write books. I need to, I need people to know about this information that's absolutely vital. And I did just that. I wrote five books with Wiley Publishing and I wrote a, a bunch since then with Penguin Random House. And of course, the bone broth diet is what kind of put me on the map. And that was truly out of my desire for doing just what we're talking about today. Three things. Every patient that I've helped and healed, when I sat back and I thought about what is it that I did that actually made a difference? it was, I healed their gut. I helped reduce their inflammation, their head-to-toe inflammation, and I helped them become what I call a natural fat burner. That is really teaching the blood sugar how to behave in a way that's really beneficial to every part of our body. So That's what I started investigating. And that's why I came up with so many of the things that that I have. I've since done three PBS specials. I've written New York Times bestselling books. I do a lot online. So I have just kind of spread my messaging out all over because I think it's that important because so much of how we look, how we feel, how we are is really nothing more than what we're feeding ourselves. What we feed ourselves makes all the difference. I've seen it time and time again over two decades of working with people, how what we eat just either sets us on fire in, in a positive way or it can really diminish us. So. That's why I'm passionate about this. I see what it done. it's done for people. I had endometriosis growing up. I was really, really unwell. I had cramps that were debilitating. I would miss all kinds of school. I felt dizzy. I felt nauseous. I wouldn't, didn't want to plan anything. I didn't want to go away ever. I didn't, you know, dates, everything. It affected every area of my life. And I found relief. And I actually cured much of my symptoms just through food. So that was when I had the aha moment that I've had. And that's why I'm standing here in front of you today. And that's what really catapulted me into doing the work that I do. And then when we started logging in tens and thousands, hundreds of thousands of transformations, then I knew this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I mean, transforming people is like buying somebody that you love or care about, buying them a gift wrapping it and giving it to them and having them unwrap that gift. And, you know, you feel so good when their eyes light up, but that's what we get to do as people who are in this business, transforming people in our own way. We get to feel that we get to feel what it's like to watch somebody's light go on, to pull someone through a dark tunnel where they're aimless and they don't know what to do. And they want answers. They don't know how to get them. That's what we get to do. And so you know, I feel honored. And that's really been my path. It's been through getting into endometriosis, trying to find ways to, you know, figure that out, having different kinds of education and really just paying attention to all the signals and signs and just making sure that I kind of stayed on my path. That's a beautiful story. And,
0: you know, I love hearing about how people turn to the the wellness industry because so often it is rooted in something that is deeply personal. You know, you mentioned yours was having all these symptoms and having endo. Me- I'm sorry, endometriosis. Did I pronounce that yet correctly? You did. <laughs> okay. I could never say it properly. And, you know, and they were able to take something that was really debilitating and turn it into something that, you know, was f- that fueled not only themselves, but fueled other people. So, you know, to kind of dive in a little bit more of that part of your story, you said that was a light bulb moment for you, but what was the step before the light bulb moment? Like, how did you make the connection of, I don't feel well, I need to fix what I'm putting inside
1: of my body. Was there something that made that connection for you? Yeah, that's a great, great, great question. I started getting into bodybuilding and the more I I thought I was eating healthy. And as I started doing contests, I had a sponsor. And the person who was sponsoring me said, we're going to get you a nutritionist to help you through this next challenge that you do. It's so a great, wonderful. And I started working with this nutritionist and they said, we're going to take you off all of dairy and all of wheat. You know, we don't want you on gluten. I said, gluten, what in the heck is gluten? And so and I thought it was so strange. Well, dairy, I mean, dairy's protein. I mean, that, that's okay, right? Long story short, in a month, my cramps went away about 50%. In the second month, I had no cramps, so just get the picture. My mother took me from doctor to doctor to doctor. No one could help. All they told me was, well, we can take body parts out, you know, like we can give you a partial hysterectomy or you can go on the birth control pill and not go off of it. Just just stay on it. And those were the options that I got for endometriosis. And as I was walking out the door, they were sure to say, by the way, with this condition and as severe as it is, you probably can have kids. Okay. That doesn't make you, it's like you're shot out of a, you know, (laughs) you're, you're, you're shot out of a rocket. Like, no, this is not okay. This is just not Okay. And so that's what really made me feel like I was on fire. I wanted to find answers. And, you know, here this happens. And then the 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 issue with the, the coach coaching me through this nutritionist and then saying, oh, my gosh, those were my options. I really thought, you know, going through life and wondering when you wanted kids more than anything, that was all you thought about. That was, you know, a core foundation for you. To be told at such a young age, you probably can't. I have to tell you, it, that is that does not fall fall on your body in in the most delicate way. It was something I thought about all. It's something I thought about all the time. So I think a lot of my driving force came from that. You know, I really want to have children, and I got to solve this. And I don't want to start taking body parts out, and I don't want to take the pill continually. That doesn't make sense to me. And, you know, so, so that's where I started and, and I got this notion, but I will circle back to the fact when I said it's my DNA, I really mean that it really was my DNA. If I go to a bookstore, I was immediately drawn to the health books. I went to a library, immediately drawn. If I ever had to write anything, it was always something health-based, food-based. So again, it really, I'm, I'm one of those people that I have to tell you, I'm so lucky that I actually am doing what I truly believe I, I was supposed to do. So, yeah, I-, I feel very blessed in that. I it always astounds
0: me that women are given so few options to fix their bodies. It's just it's so deeply upsetting, and that could be its own a- entire podcast series itself because it's just it's 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 horrific to hear. You know how many times women go to the doctor and they they aren't given options to heal their bodies, and if they are, they're two very unappealing options Uh, so you know i i feel for your story i'm so glad that you were able to find a way out of it and i'm you know i'm so glad that you were able to turn that into a passion and a career of your life and to switch gears just a little bit um because we are a beauty podcast and you know i i do want to talk to you about healing your skin through through what you eat i i know you have so much good information on that but before i I get there i want to ask you know What is your beauty philosophy?
1: Um, Yeah, how do you how do you view your skin and taking care of it and taking care of yourself? Well, I don't believe in quick fixes. I know there are lots of medical professionals that reach for a lot of different things to heal things like acne, psoriasis, other skin problems, or just for beautiful skin. But I really feel like you know that's missing the point, because. Why take a drug forever for a problem that you can simply, you know, you can simply remedy. You can remedy that problem yourself. And I know from experience that most of the time you can because it's all about getting to the root cause. So really my deep philosophy is about getting to the root cause because here's the deal. Beautiful skin always, just always, it starts with the gut. And that's my philosophy because your gut will either make or break your skin. And I know it sounds weird and people who have heard this before, they might think it sounds a little off, but your gut has a powerful effect on the skin because <clears throat> it comes down to inflammation. Most of the time it's about inflammation. So your gut, the, the understory or the backstory is that your gut, if you can just picture this, it's home to trillions of microbes. Uh, that's why they call it your microbiome. And you can think about it As your ecosystem, and it's either in balance or it's out of balance. And if you have a lot of good microbes and very few bad ones, then it's in balance. So, so you want the balance to be just right. So, if you have a lot of good microbes and very few bad ones, or if it's out of balance, the good bugs die off, or they get overcrowded, and the bad bugs gain a foothold, and that's what you don't want. You don't want the bad bugs to gain a foothold. And when I was studying Swiss medicine, my mentor, Dr. Rao would say to me, you know, we are bags of bugs. That's actually what we have yeah. bags <laughs> of bugs. So I love that. We have to be profoundly honest about that and understand that. So when we are executing, when we are executing decisions about you know what to eat, how to live, you know, all of these things, we have to start thinking about this powerful thing that we have and, and, how we have to keep it maintained—that's so important. So, unfortunately, most of us, most of us have an out-of-balance micro uh, microbes in our body. They're they're not in balance. Our microbiome needs to be tended to like a garden. And part of that—and I have to say—it's not all of our fault because it takes such an awareness. Because there's so many things in today's world that make the gut wonky. When you think about it. Like you know, you, Ma, you
0: know. That's but, I think
1: that's a great place to
0: start this conversation.
1: Yeah. I, Yeah.
0: Why does modern lifestyle hurt our gut so much? Because one of my favorite areas of research right now is the gut and the skin microbiome. So this is all just like deeply fascinating to me. And, you know, you are absolutely correct when you say that our modern lifestyles does. It it is harming it. But what are some of the specific ways?
1: Yeah. So here's how our gut gets wonky, as I call it. Antibiotics can do it.
0: So antibiotics are of course a life-saving drug. If you are prescribed them by your physician, you should always finish the entire regimen as stopping before the end makes it more likely that pathogenic bacteria can flourish. If you are concerned about the diversity of your gut microbiome after the fact, please talk with your physician about steps you can take to help encourage a healthy gut microflora.
1: Uh, A bad diet can do it. Stress. Stress is a big trigger. Even a lack of sleep can do it. And not moving your body can do it. Toxins can do it. We're exposed to toxins in everything that we do. They all can get your microbiome out of whack. We can't live in a bubble. We have to learn how to manage all of this because an unbalanced microbiome is a sick microbiome. And what happens is this causes little holes to open up in your intestinal wall. So your intestinal wall should be healed and sealed. Just always remember that your your intestinal wall healed and sealed. So when it's not, that's when we get that thing called a leaky gut. And a leaky Mm. gut allows toxins and undigested food molecules to escape into your skin where they dull the wall. So this is when all the alarm bells go off because your immune system spots these molecules identifies them as bad news. It says, oh, my God, there's invaders here. And it goes wild. And it starts by attacking your own body. I call it the friendly fire. And chronic inflammation spreads through the system like a forest fire that never goes out. I mean, it's crazy. It's like, uh, it, it just, it's so hard to put this fire out. And as a result, this is when you start feeling old and sick. And unfortunately, your skin is one of the first casualties it's one of the first casualties. So until, until you turn... So what
0: are some of the ways that people <clears throat> see that Yeah, in their skin specifically?
1: Yeah. So when we see things like acne we see things like psoriasis or we see skin that's losing its luster. We see skin that seems to be aging like rapid fire. We see things like itch. We have itchy uh, patches on our skin or red patches on our skin, rosacea. All anything that you see where your skin starts to look like it's aging or it's unwell. And the, the bottom line to this is you start feeling achy all over. You may experience bloating, a lot of bloating. Bloating is one of the number one indicators and it doesn't, doesn't stay away from your face. You can, you know, you, your face gets bloated. You end up getting those circles under your eyes, where they, you have those eye bags, they call them. This is a big indicator of inflammation. Achy joints is one of the number one things that we see as practitioners in our office. And this, again, is a huge red flag that you know you need to have C-reactive protein done, which is a quick blood draw that tells you you got stuff in your body that you don't want. This inflammation cycle is happening where you don't even have to have a blood test. You just start doing things that are going to lead to a healthier gut and that are going to walk towards an anti-inflammatory lifestyle instead of a pro-inflammatory lifestyle. Sure. I can't wait to get into the details of how
0: you can do that. But I have a follow-up question. Why are some people more sensitive to 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 foods than others? You know, why is is there like a genetic predisposition or is... Some people just have like naturally, you know, a stronger gut lining. Is there a reason why some people feel that they can, you know, eat whenever they want and their skin is still gorgeous and other people like myself
1: has dairy and then breaks out? (laughs) Great question. Another great question. You know, our life blood starts with the, the umbilical cord and what crosses the blood brain barrier as we call it. So you talk about genetics, but it really is the fertilization of you starting from the rule. And it all goes back, the lineage act actually goes back to the health of your mother. And it makes a big difference in how things play out. So when we say somebody's heartier than another person, does breastfeeding make a difference? Well, the studies show us that breastfeeding is very advantageous. So was a person breastfed what kind of milk were they you know were they fed for how long were they were they fed this what was their lifestyle or their beat of their life where did you know what what kind of things were they exposed to what kind of stress did they have it really is a genetic component but actually a very small genetic component overall it has a lot to do with lifestyle factors and how it, it, and how it affected how it affects the all of the processes of the body, actually, every system of the body. When we think about the body, when we think about it in terms of system, like your, you know, your metabolic system, your circulatory system, your gastrointestinal system. All these systems, how it affects. And I'm not a narrowist. I don't look at the body, I look at it as a one unit thing, Oh, ear, nose, and throat, or look at it as GI, or look at it as vascular. I look at the body as an orchestra and how everything plays together. For example, if you were to look at someone's blood tests and you want to come to conclusions for whatever they're presenting with, you're not going to just look at one blood level in and of itself. You're going to look at those levels and how they play within each other. And the same thing is true of this. It's so many factors. You're talking about all these venticles that, you know, uh, that come out and, and create this big algorithmic pattern of all these little things that play into, okay, now I can't eat corn. Why? Why does it blow my gut out? Why can some people eat this bar, this nutrition bar, but it blows my gut out? So so much of that goes back to those three buckets that I talked about. And I keep talking about this because, again, if you were to take two decades of my experience and throw everyone in a football field and I were to say, what has really helped these people? If I've done anything that has transformed or helped these people, what was it that I did? I can tell you off the top of my head, a priori, without a question, without a reasonable doubt, It was when I was able to heal their gut, reduce their inflammation, and help them become a natural fat burner that is stabilizing their blood sugar. And when I say a natural fat burner, what I'm referring to is the body's ability to burn fat at rest. That's a magical place to be. That's when you're burning really efficiently. So when these three things happen, you end up that you heal and seal that gut. Right. When you heal and seal that gut and you have, and you make those things happen for you, those three buckets happen for you, then what I say is you pick the eating plan that works best for you, whether it's you know, keto or paleo or paleo ish or low carb or low sugar or whatever works for you. Cause let's face it, eggs are awesome for some people like myself, and they're really not awesome for others. So your personal play has to go into your eating program. Then when you have those three buckets achieved, which is my programs, you know, people think, would you write diet books? No, what I do is I write programs for people to get to that place where their gut's healed, their sugar is stabilized, inflammation's really low in their body. Then they can actually start living like an 80-20 type of lifestyle, which a lot of us talk about you know, which is where you want to be. You want to be at that place where you're doing business 80% of the time, but by God, you can go out and have fun and enjoy your life. And if you want that, you know, occasional piece of bread, or you want that pasta, or you, you know, enjoy wine, whatever it is, you can do that and not get into your head about it and feel like you're doing something wrong because you have to trust that your body can handle it. It can handle it. We're fierce our, our, our innate is fierce and powerful and always wants to look out for us and always wants the best for us. We just have to give it you know, some right raw material. I think that is such an important
0: point just because, you know, this is something that I talk a lot about with 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 the skin in general and even just externally with the skin. It's, you know, your skin wants to heal itself. That's its yeah. job. You know, your skin's an organ. It, it has several functions and one of them is to heal itself. Like that, I wants to do that. But if, if you aren't giving it the tools and when I say tools, you know, I mean, internal
1: and external, if you're not giving it the nutrients on both ends and it's not going to be able to. So the, what, to, to hop on to what you said, which was brilliant, you know, your body is always trying to, is always trying to shed in a way that regenerate. Okay. It's always trying to do that process of rebuilding and rebuilding and rebuilding fresher and younger. I mean, you want to talk about how to look young. He, then you do things like, understand the reason why I call it the 21-day bone broth diet is because your intestinal cells are going to turn over about every 21 days. So doesn't not then make sense that 21 days of giving it the right raw material, you're going to have a much, much better outcome in your, in your health and in, in your beauty. Absolutely.
0: So, you know, let's talk about inflammation a little bit more in regards to the skin. Obviously, inflammation is such a big part of this conversation. It is such a big part of the beauty conversation in general, especially right now. I think most people are just coming coming to understand just how much inflammation does damage in the skin. And, you know, you mentioned a few ways that that inflammation does show up in the skin, whether it be acne, whether it be, you know, rosacea, skin conditions, premature aging, et cetera. So what is actually happening? Like, for example, premature aging, you know, what is, what is inflammation doing that
1: is making your skin develop wrinkles faster? Is there a mechanism behind it? Yeah. And the mechanism is what I discussed previously, which is an important component, which is Understand that when you don't have a healed and sealed guts, when that intestinal lining is not where it, it should be, you have to realize what's actually going on. There's constantly things being tossed in your bloodstream that isn't supposed to be there. So your body is in a constant chaotic state. So when your body is in that constant chaotic state, it reduces the healing Potential of your body, including your skin.
0: So, not only does inflammation hinder your body from repairing itself, excessive inflammation also breaks down your skin's natural structural components like collagen, ceramides, and elastin. See, when your body is in a prolonged state of inflammation, it enters oxidative stress. Oxidative stress is certainly not great as it is basically a vicious cycle of free radical damage. Now, free radicals have the power to negatively alter DNA and break down cell membranes. So inflammation is bad on two fronts. It does active harm and then it limits your ability to repair that
1: harm. So when we give the body things that really heal, heal. The, the cells, because this really does come down to cells and cellular health and, and really having the healthiest potential milieu. So the milieu is the cells and the the the, the fluids surrounding the, se- the cells. This is all a really important part. So if you think about it, what you want is that process to be smooth and you want that process to be clean. And the way we do that is to really start thinking about, again, that inflammation is like charred glass in the body, constantly nicking it away. And that is what ages us. It's that heat. It's that heat that degradates the organs, it's the viscera in the body. So, anytime that there's too much heat, and just think about it again, like, like a fire. And so, it does really damage this, the cellular processes of our viscera. And that's called aging. And that aging, again, that process really does show up. And then there's things called ages, when you, this glycation process that goes on when you eat things like sugar. So basically any inflammatory
0: diet can cause collagen breakdown for many of the reasons we've mentioned earlier in this episode. However, sugar in particular can cause extra problems for collagen. See, glucose and fructose link the amino acids present in collagen and elastin that support the dermis. High sugar levels can then lead to hardening and fragmentation of collagen, which
1: weakens the skin foundation and promotes premature aging. And so again, this again is a, is, is a cellular damaging process. And there's a lot of things that happen mechanistically by things that we eat that creates the the rise in these ages, A-G-E-S, that actually brings more of that flame. So if you really want to reverse engineer this and to understand the mechanics again, think about your intestines. You've got this 20, you know, 23, 24 foot tube inside of your body. Think about it like that. And it's small. Uh, It's it's small. It's narrow. It's long, but it's narrow, and it's covered in these microbes. And things have got to. You want things to move, cleanse, cleanse, and not clog. So that's a very, very big part of it. So in order to have beautiful skin, you want things moving along that long, narrow, twenty-plus you know foot system. You want it to always be in a cleansing mode. And that's one of the processes that can be a deterrent, one of the mechanisms that could be a deterrent to you having beautiful skin. So it's all about, you know, what, what is the balance of the microbes? Is the gut wall healed and sealed? What is the health of the cells? What is the health of the milieu, as we call it, which is your internal terrain or your ecosystem? All of these living systems, you know, understand that we are molecular bodies most people think, you know, skin and bones when they think about human physiology. But it goes beyond that. It goes really taking care of ourselves on a a molecular uh, level and understanding cells and cellular health. Yeah. You know, you said
0: something earlier that I just want to very quickly highlight before I ask you about food but and and the specifics of of diets. But, you know, it's in relation to damage and aging and I think so often we we blanket this term, especially in skincare, we blanket this term as aging and premature aging and signs of aging. And what we really are referencing is just signs of damage. And once you make that like mental shift of, oh, you know, this is actually a, a sign that I am damaging my skin, yeah. either by like what I'm eating or external damage because, you know, I'm there's pollution in the air, whatever it is, that's not necessarily a sign of your aging skin. Your skin is aging just fine. It's doing what it's supposed to do. It's it's just reacting to damage yeah. that is happening internally or externally.
1: Oh my gosh. This, this, I hope everyone heard what you just said, really heard, because I'm going to rewind what you said because it's just that important. So we talk a lot about the syndromes that we have. I'll give you an example, like high blood pressure. And this isn't always the case, but this is an example. It's someone who puts themselves in an environment to which they experience extreme stress or they're, they're eating things that raise blood pressure. They're doing it on a regular basis. Your blood pressure isn't high because, oh my God, I have high blood pressure. No, your body's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Your body's expressing itself exactly how it was designed to do so. You're not constipated because all oh, my body got constipated. No, that's not why. Your body is responding exactly. Remember that narrow tube I told you, 20 plus tube you've got running through your body? It needs to be cleansed, not clogged. So if it's not cleansed, that's a completely normal byproduct of of your lifestyle or the, the environment that you're in. So we have to really pay attention to that. Sometimes when we look at our skin and we look to topical answers, we have to understand when we say beauty is an inside job, it truly is to the fullest and most extreme extent. Beauty is an inside job. And so if you want to build foundational beauty, then you really have to look at things like cellular health, things like, you know, your gut health, things like blood sugar and things like... understanding understanding this whole process of inflammation we've been talking about it's understanding these systems but we can make it real easy for you you don't have to become a doctor overnight you can just understand there's certain foods that work better for your body and there's certain foods that don't and so let's talk about some of this yes let's do so one of my favorite things and I know you're not going to be surprised that I say this. And one of my favorite ways, I think I know what's coming. <laughs> oh, pray a Bone broth. And you know, this is not what, for me. I do these not to sell. I do these to educate. And this is not me selling. This is me telling you from my heart, the reason why I spend so much time talking about bone broth instead of a lot of other things that I could is because I'm so impressed how multifaceted bone broth is particularly for the skin. Much of this is akin to the fact that it's got gelatin and gelatin coats and seals your gut so it can heal and put out that fire. I always compare it to putting aloe vera on sunburn. So, you know, you need the amino acids and bone broth to repair damaged tissues so your gut wall gets rock solid. So when you're putting so much nutrition in the body, and you're doing it a, a naturally low caloric uh, way and you're doing it without carbs and full of nutrition, that is always a, you know, to God, that's like winning jeopardy uh, in terms of health and nutrition. You are putting something with great amino acids. It's a great form of protein. You've got minerals in there. You've got all of these gut healing opportunities with the gelatin. When you do something like that, you're working on all of those three buckets that we talked about. You're working on those rapidly and you start to really see results. But one of the best things that you can do, we're talking a lot about intermittent fasting these days, or having just a time to eating window. So an example of that would be something like, I'm not going to eat anything after seven o'clock. And I'm not going to eat again till 10 or 11 the next morning. That's a nice little fasting in your body. But one of the things that I like about bone broth is there's so much healing that goes on when you start doing intermittent fasting that it's really lovely to use something like bone broth to do fasting and do it really comfortably and get the same results, which is you know that beautiful skin and, and healing the gut and all those things that we've discussed. So bed broth is number one. Put that on the list, everybody. What are some other things that people can add into their diet? I love pre- and probiotic foods. So probiotics are like things like kefir, coconut kefir, I love, sauerkraut, kimchi. These are things that contain those good microbes, which are the seeds for a healthy microbiome. Now, prebiotics, they're the foods that are going to provide the fertilizer for these gut bugs. Things like asparagus onions, garlic. My favorite is jicama. It's a vegetable that not everyone knows about, but it's one of my favorites because it's crunchy and it's sweet and it tastes awesome with guacamole and kids even like it. So if you're looking for something for your kids to eat. So, So when you eat these foods on a regular basis, you keep restocking, if you will, your gut's ecosystem, just like you restock your pantry. So, you know, that's a really important one. And Here's some of the things and all the healthy fats, by the way, are good. You want to make sure that you're getting things like avocado uh, is really so su- I mean, avocado is like the bomb for the skin. Coconut, coconut oil, coconut cream, all of that. Absolutely. It's got that lauric acid in there. It makes the skin so beautiful. And then you've got certain vegetables that are really beautiful for the skin. Things like cucumbers are awesome for the skin and they've got a lot of hydration in them really beautiful blueberries. Blueberries are so good for the skin. They even offer this ability to help all the aging that happens from sun and sunburn. It actually helps diminish some of that. So blueberries are really spectacular for the skin. It's actually something that I have and anything that I can get at any time. So these are all great, but also I want you to keep in mind that, you know, cutting out inflammatory foods, namely sugar, that's really, really important. But it, grains and dairy can also be difficult on the skin because they can be inflammatory. Ditch as I talked about the oils, we call them industrial seed oils. They're things like corn oil, soybean oil. They're all loaded with that inflammatory omega-6 fatty acids. Keep alcohol to a minimum if you can. I mean, that's that will age your skin. And I know it that's a burn, but alcohol can be inflammatory. So know how to drink alcohol. There's ways that you can drink alcohol, then you can reduce the inflammation. I was just on Dr. Oz. I just did a bunch of segments on alcohol. So I did a good report. Do you just have a quick tip that you might share? We are
0: pro alcohol at my buddy Green yeah. and moderation, of course. So I'm and I drink. So I'm
1: curious. Yep, as do I. So I love the Dry Farms people because they have they have wine that's low sugar. And I love that. That's really important. And when you're picking wines, there's so much to learn about what's in wines, but let's get to actual spirits. Spirits, vodka, and tequila. They came out 100% far above anything else in my report. And it's because they're so low in sugar. Uh, they're so low in sugar and you know, hardly any carbs. I mean, they are if not, I think their their carbs came in at actual zero. And the reason why people go so, so off when it comes to alcohol is actually what they mix it in. So what came out as the best drink on the report was vodka and soda with a squeeze of lime or tequila straight up with a squeeze of lime. Those were by far the quote healthiest drink ever. So just remember when you're drinking, it's the stuff you mix it with. That, you know oftentimes takes you down. You know, you mentioned
0: obviously like high sugar foods, you know, milk, things like that that might be bad for the skin. Are there any other sneaky things that show up in our diet that may have adverse effects on the skin that people just aren't aren't super aware of?
1: Yeah. Things like starchy vegetables. So Mm. we talk about like carbs and stuff like that, but we don't we think about how it affects our weight. We don't think about how it affects our skin. But just remember, you, you have to focus on those anti-inflammatory foods like eat clean proteins, non-starchy vegetables, lots of them. You know, again, those healthy fats like avocados, al- olive oil, you know, some nuts, coconut oil. You want to have like one or two servings of fruit in a day is great. And your brain loves that. And work on starchy vegetables if you need extra energy. You can have that. But just make sure that there are the healthier, starchy vegetables. A great example of that would be like sweet potatoes are great. They're one of my favorite ones to get energy. But just we don't oftentimes don't think about, again, carbs in terms of skin. We think about it in terms of weight, but we sure need to. Do this for a living.
0: What do you eat in a day? I'm sure this changes quite a bit. But what's just kind of a general
1: snapshot of what your daily eating routine looks like? Sure. Sure. So my daily eating routine is. I have bone broth a lot during the day because I try to intermittent fast as much as I can. I'm a huge fan of a lot of those pastas that are made from things like cassava or you know a lot of the alternative type of pastas because I still like to eat pasta. I like to eat a lot of stews and soups. Stews and soups are kind of my go-to. And anyone who is trying to drop weight, I can tell you that's one of the best things that you can do. I also drink shakes. I love because you can produce your own your body's own coll- collagen with a lot of these collagen shakes, and that's so important. I have a lot of salmon, and then every once in a while, you know, I go I go off the rails, and I just I don't worry about it. I'm out, like I'm going out to a restaurant tonight, I'm just going to make sure that I have protein on my plate. I'm going to have you know you can you can manipulate these 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 menus so much, and people don't realize that they can you know, can I have two vegetables instead of that pasta or whatever it is? If you want to go out and have pasta and you're on 80-20, go for it. You know, so I actually live a life, very, enjoy all kinds of foods, but I've also done the work and the work again is I've gotten that inflammation out of my body, but I'm constantly thinking about my skin. I drink a lot of green drinks. I drink a lot of bone broth. And when I drink green drinks, I don't use fruit as a base. I typically use cucumber as a base. I use blueberries a lot to uh, give it flavor. So I have a lot of those things. I eat you know, burgers and things like that. I, I don't usually use the bun. I'll either use mushroom as buns or I use lettuce as buns. I, I actually like that. I enjoy that. Again, I love sweet potatoes. I eat them quite often. I even put them in my salad. So I do a lot of that. And then again, the 20% of the time, I just, if I want pasta, I'll have pasta. If I want, you know, a piece of bread, I'll have a piece of bread. I'll, I'll, I I, don't, I'm not overly consumed. I just do what works best for me, which is 80% of the time I have a paleo-ish diet that works, paleo works really well for me. And then 20% of the time I do whatever, whatever I need, whatever I want in that time. <laughs> well, I love that. And
0: absolutely wise words to live by. My last question is that, you know, what do you do for your own skin? Obviously, you've talked about how you eat for your skin. So we have all of those tips. But do you have anything, you know, your your must use tips for skincare in
1: general? Do you, do you have a routine that you stick with? I do. I have routine. And I have to say one thing before we get to that. If I can, I want to kind of add this in. We talked about alcohol, but we have to understand that if we're talking about the skin, I have to just add this on. Skin, uh, the skin is affected by alcohol because it's yeah. highly dehydrating to the skin. Yeah. So you just have to make sure that when you have alcohol, you have to make sure that, you know, you you do your part, whether it be have some glutathione, lots of water, whatever it is that you need to do. Just, you know, make sure that you're, you're, you're just thinking about that, that alcohol does affect the skin. So every drink I have, I'm going to make sure I have a big glass of water with some lemon in it. The next day I'm going to get, you know, glutathione, push, whatever it is whatever it is, just be mindful of that. So my favorite skincare go-tos. So I have to tell you what I really love is, is exfoliation of the skin. I love anything that moisturizes and I love anything that exfoliates. So dry brushing is one of the things. I just did a segment on that this morning. And dry brushing is something that so many of the celebrities they do is one of their beauty hacks. And you can get a great exfoliating brush for eight bucks on Amazon. It will be delivered to you the next day. Make sure you get one with a long handle, natural bristles. They're literally like eight bucks. And so you can exfoliate your skin that way. I also, there's products that, you know, I use for my skin that I really enjoy. I use I wash my face every day with a very moisturizing skincare wash, and after that I moisturize, and after I moisturize I use a serum. I pat the serum on, and then I put a moisturizer on. And usually when I easy, I yeah, usually when I'm good I'll put something under my eyes like an under eye cream, but I do do that and I do do it twice a day. And the older I've gotten. The More religious that I get, I never beat my skin up, but I never took care of it as well as I have. I would say in like the last five years, my skincare really has been in bone broth. That's really kind yeah. of been my shield, but you know, now yeah. looking for other things as well. You know, it's it doesn't hurt to take it from all angles. Is is
0: kind of my philosophy. So I I agree with you. You start internal, and then when you get to the point where you want to start getting serious about external you're in a good place. But, you know, don't
1: forget probiotics too for skin. Probiotics are great for skin. Zinc is great for skin. Vitamin D is good for D3. So, and of course the omega-3 fatty acids. So omega-3 fatty acids, zinc, vitamin D3, get your vitamin D levels checked if you have not. This is so critically important for beautiful skin and, you know, your immunity so many things.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I got so many great tips, and I know that everyone listening probably did too. And I also just really enjoy listening to your philosophy about all of this. I, I definitely feel inspired to, to take care of myself a little bit better. So
1: thank you. Oh my God, this is such a pleasure. And again, I cannot say enough good about the work of Mind Body Green. Awesome founders, awesome founders, awesome facility. You know, of course, I've been there in Brooklyn. It's it's incredible, and you all are just so positive and such bright lights. I cannot say enough about Mind Body Green. So thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you. We couldn't do it without wonderful sources like yourself. So thank you so much for joining today. I really, really appreciate it. You bet. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for coming by and listening to today's episode. If you liked this episode and you like this podcast in general, don't forget to rate and review us and I will see you next week.